Hey everybody, we're back. It's the HBO Boys WandaVision, episode four. Uh, it's called We Interrupt This Broadcast, and uh, basically Chad and I predicted a bunch of shit that happened in this episode. It felt good. Uh, Chad's here, by the way. Hi, I'm here. Um, this was, I thought, the best episode so far, because it's the first, like, it's the first episode about, like, what's happening and not, you know, trying to parody some generation of sitcom tv and again i said that like this is the kind of episode that i wanted maybe i'm missing the point of the show (laughs) by getting really excited about this episode when it's supposed to be more about you know the first three that kind of style but uh i still uh i hope we get more of this although i I doubt we will next episode but yeah this for me was the the breakout episode of the show so far see I i think that we were we can't go back to what we had before I think that we've we've opened Pandora's box, and now if we go back to to a full sitcom episode, um, with just kind of like hints at the outside world, I, I think we're going to leave people wanting. And I think the Marvel, I mean, they're smart. They know that you know once they've done this, they're they're there's an itch that needs to be scratched now every episode. So I think we're going to have we're going to either cut back and forth between the two realities or. Uh, there's going to be like a cut and we're going to like before the commercial break is the Wanda show. And then after we get what's going on outside, I don't think they can put they can uh, put the genie back in the bottle. So this is like the first episode that like actually probably deserves a recap. Uh-huh. Right. And it's it's nothing like the other three. This is like a Marvel movie, more or less. This is like the yeah. beginning of a Marvel movie. Yeah, this so- uh and and the way that they did this was was super interesting and i know we're going to go through it all in a second but uh you you really felt like the characters were us watching the show here you do, let's do the recap first and then we'll then we'll break it apart sorry i'm really excited in case you can't tell i really like this episode <laughs> so avengers <laughs> endgame begins with just like Hawkeye and his family separate doing their own thing and then they get affected by the snap and it, it takes away everyone but Hawkeye in a cruel twist of fate. We get kind of a parallel scene here where Monica Rambeau just like gets blipped back into existence. They call it the blip in Spider-Man. That's the term I'm going to go with. And uh, we now understand a couple things about the blip that it is just kind of like blink and uh, oh i was here now i'm here five years in the future <clears throat> so so one thing in uh in spider-man they kind of played it off as a joke where like uh they were i think they showed a a, a band recital or something and then everyone blipped back or no, a band recital appeared in the middle of a basketball game and everything was with kind of funny people running into each other in this the, the opening was was tragic and it was intense and you know it opened in a hospital and um and monica rambo's character was was looking for her mother who she was sitting next to in the hospital um after after some surgery and she's running through the hospital and people are just appearing and there's there's chaos and she's asking questions and then she inevitably finds out that her mother uh recovered from the cancer got cancer again and then died two years later and she had no memory of obviously this five-year gap where she was blipped away yeah and this kind of shows you the human toll of okay we we didn't all get killed by thanos but like something pretty bad still happened to us as you said her mom died in the intervening years the last thing she remembered was like good news about her mom who was visiting the hospital and then like oh now it's five years and and everything's horrible and uh 
there's and it is played off as a joke in spider-man because those are supposed to be comedies but like one of the kids is like yeah uh uh now my little brother is older than me like <laughs> <laughs> well also the spider-man movie takes place <clears throat> in the summer of 2024 and this we find out takes place three weeks after endgame which is uh, i think it, it was the spring of 2023 so the, the time, you know, they, they joke about it more, maybe because there's been more time from the event. Right. Uh, so obviously, as you said, as the show just established, there is no perceived time gap from when you get snapped to when you get blipped. And so this is Wanda literally from her perspective, like three weeks away from having to kill Vision and then watch Vision die a second time. Right. Which is fucking tragic. I can swear, right? You can swear all you fucking want. They're well, not public shit. radio. <laughs> so Monica, and again, this is the daughter of Captain Marvel's friend from Captain Marvel, and her mom Maria was the friend. And um, now it's thirty years later, and I, you know, Monica would probably be in her forties, except she got those five years off, so now she's like probably still in her mid thirties. It seems to be. Hmm. And she goes right back to work, and she goes right back to work at S.W.O.R.D., which is the space version of S.H.I.E.L.D. that Maria Rambo, her mom, started up. Maybe, like, with Nick Fury? Did they meet in, in Captain Marvel? I didn't like Captain Marvel. I only saw it the one time. I don't really remember the details that well. Yeah, they, they met. Um, and presumably, uh, Fury uh, befriended Monica's mother and, you know propped her up and they established sword and all that. Um, and we, we get a little bit of exposition uh, as the, the new acting director who uh, it's we're, we're flat out told that he took the job that she should have gotten that Monica should have gotten uh, says that they used to work about in, in space. And now they've kind of changed their focus on uh, AI and, um, and other terrestrial issues. I don't know if you caught that. It was kind of a line as they were walking and there was a lot of things happening, but they, they used to be the sword from the comics and they, uh, Monica kind of hints that they even re changed their name, uh, from world to sentient weapons. Interesting. And, and also interesting here, Monica asks to be put back into the field to be sent back into space. Right. As if that's something that's like, okay, climb into the spaceship. Let's go. Like, right, right. Apparently that that's what we're dealing with. And then I believe that is where Nick Fury is at the end of Spider-Man two. He's like out in space. Right. With the scrolls. And, and I didn't really realize or think about it until this point, we had a five year gap between infinity war and Endgame, And we know nothing about what happened in that time. Like, like literally nothing about, about that five year gap. Um, so, uh, it's going to be kind of interesting as, as this show and other Marvel properties unfold to kind of piece together, you know, the history of those five years. You know, S.W.O.R.D. was never mentioned ever by anybody. Why? Uh, until after the blip. Yeah. And and the the acronym Sentient Weapon Observation Sent Response Department or something? Some, some, I think it's Division, yeah. I want to hone in on Sentient Weapon is is kind of a nonsensical phrase like i don't know what so it's like vision is sentient weapon because he's like a robot i don't know it's a to me that is a strange turn of phrase sentient weapon yeah it's self-aware weapon it, i think that it's it's a, a 
a clever way to just say strong super people. You know, yeah. a, a sentient like a, a Doctor Strange is a sentient weapon. I didn't watch Even, much of the Shield show, but in it, Agent Coulson, who is not dead for some reason, is just like, <laughs> yeah, the, the meaning of the acronym is not really important. They just wanted to call it Shield. Don't read into it. Right, right. <laughs> so because uh, of the you know, traumatic shit that has been happening to her, and again, her perceived amount of time the last month or so, they don't want to send her right into space. They want to keep her on the ground. Um, where they can monitor her psychological condition, I guess. I don't know. Allegedly, there's this... like there's rumors. I got I got comments about every line of this of this episode. So well, yeah, he does kind of see like this guy's uh, unnecessarily leaning on her. Like, no, don't go into space. Stay here where I can watch you. Right, and he he says that her mother, Monica's mother, wanted her to to not go into space. Were she to come back. Which, I mean, it seems kind of like a manipulation. Like, I just don't want you to go into space for some reason. Right. What's happening in space? Right. Exactly. Instead, he gives her a case. And again, for what Sword's job description seems to be, I don't know why this is relevant to them. But uh, Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man 2, another movie I, I didn't really love that much. But I mean, I do like Randall Park plays him. He's quite good. Uh he has a missing persons case in Westview, New Jersey, the Westview from the other episodes. And so he has someone in the witness protection program in Westview. That's interesting. I wonder who that will turn out to be right. and why they're in the witness protection program. Um, and they were they were stationed in Westview and he lost all contact. So, you know, as the FBI, he went to follow up like, I don't know, did the mob get this guy or something? And he came across the bubble where there's two cops posted out who say they're from Eastview and that Westview doesn't exist standing right in front of the Westview sign. And so he calls Monica over and explains this all to her. And uh, she asks him why he hasn't gone into the town. And he seems to be like, what, like unable to? He's like, oh, I, I, I feel like I can't, like I'm not supposed to. It doesn't want me in there. Right. Which was a very strange line because he says that and then Monica walks right in. Well, she, she walks up to it and then is pulled in. Mm-hmm. Which is strange in and of like if it's trying to keep people out, why is it pulling people in? Well, first she sends in the sword drone, and that is what's turned into the red helicopter from episode two. Right. So, it was so not we a were real, almost yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. not a real helicopter like we thought. I thought Monica flew in on a helicopter. Right. You were close. Yeah. She gets pulled in. I guess at that point, Jimmy like follows up with sword, and they set up a whole enormous operation. And they're calling in all of these scientists because they don't know what they're dealing with. So they're calling in people from all different fields. And and we get uh, Darcy back from Thor 1 and 2. She was Natalie Portman's research assistant, but now she maybe is what, like graduated or whatever and is a PhD in her own right because she's not yeah. with Natalie Portman anymore. Right, Dr. Darcy. And so she picks up that there's, uh, and again, I, I you know, this is all, Star Trek science mumbo jumbo to me that there's like a background radiation coming from the town and I don't know maybe we can pick it up on shortwave TV signals and they do and they get to see the show they get to see the WandaVision show that we've been watching right so it's interesting the uh, the this radiation that they talk about in the episode that's real radiation they didn't make that up it's it's caused from the Big Bang which uh, in the Marvel Universe was when the universe was created and the Infinity Stones were created. So it would make sense that a reality-manipulating sorceress 
would be generating the same kind of static as uh, the energy that created the stones that gave her her power in the first place. Interesting. I see. I was thinking about that in terms of like, has she created her own little universe there? Maybe. Um, not related to the plot, but uh, I gotta say, Cat Denning plays Darcy. Uh, my type. <laughs> so she then um they they go through a montage of like experimenting on what they're able to see and how they're able to communicate uh with the people inside and and we sort of see the events of the first three episodes like through their eyes and as they're watching the first three episodes they're trying to identify the different citizens and who they are in life and we get confirmation here that like the names of the characters they're playing are not who they were in life they don't have the same names they don't have the same jobs at all right so um real quick uh we only saw three episodes. Uh, they saw many, many more episodes. Right. So it, to them, they're, maybe they're seeing a season of the 50s, a season of the 60s, and a season of the 70s where we only got one episode. I think that we as the viewers got to see the episodes where something broke. Right. And, and they, because uh, uh, Wu at one point uh, says, is this from the most recent episode? Which if there was only three episodes, he wouldn't have to ask that because he would probably remember <laughs> everything that happened in those three episodes. And interestingly, they identify basically all of the named characters that we know aside from Agnes. And Dottie. And Dottie, okay. She wasn't even on the board. Okay, interesting. But we know that they have seen Agnes and Dottie. We see them seeing those characters. Right. But they have not, for whatever reason, been able to identify them. Maybe because Agnes is a Marvel villain. Maybe because Dottie is a Marvel villain. Right. We'll we'll talk more about that in a minute. <laughs> well, no, well, now's a good time. What what do you th- right, yeah. what, what do you think is going so, on with them? <clears throat> so when in episode two, uh, when uh, Agnes's character is bringing Wanda to um, to the um, the planning thing for for the uh, for the help me out here the talent show the talent show. Thank you. Um, she says you got to get good with Dottie. She controls everything around here. Was her I believe was her exact words. Mm. Um, and then in that conversation or in, in that that planning party, uh, Dottie says the devil is in the details, and Agnes leans over and says that's not the only place the devil's in. So this is me walking back my my comments from the last episode. Uh-huh. I, I I'm now fully on board with with the devil being in there. The devil as the character Mephisto, um, and we can talk about Mephisto in a second. Um, but it's very heavily implied that Agnes is calling Dottie the devil in that situation. And normally it's like catty, whatever, chit chat. But in, in Marvel and with all the other hints that we've mentioned in previous episodes, why not? And, and, and the fact that she said Dottie is in control of everything around here kind of makes me think that maybe she is, there's, there's more to that character than we let on. And, and a little bit of behind the scenes, um, before the actress whose name escapes me, I apologize. Uh, got that role. Kevin Feige himself needed to approve her. Hmm. And if she w- if she was just a throwaway bit part in one episode, why would he need to approve her specifically? I see. You're saying Dottie is Mephisto. I'm saying Dottie is Mephisto. Okay. And so there's not any other potential Marvel villain that she might be. Because like if that actress, if it was important to Kevin Feige to be a part of the hiring decision of that actress... To me, that would speak to like she might have a place in the in the MCU from here on out. But Mephisto is a man. I mean, I guess there's no reason why she couldn't play a devil man. But, well, uh, and Mephisto is also you know he's a, he can shapeshift and he's 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 pretty powerful. He he he. Um, one of his powers is changing reality. 
in fact, uh, famously, uh, in, there's a comic for Spider-Man called One More Day, where um, his Aunt May is on the brink of death, and uh, Peter makes a deal with Mephisto, makes a deal with the devil to heal her. Um, but Mephisto says, that's fine, but if you do this, I'm going to erase your memory of Mary Jane. You will never have met her. You will never have married her. And at this point, they were married, and I believe they had, they had a daughter. And and uh, he says, okay. And he just undoes that from his history. Yes, I, 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 I've heard of that because, as I understand it, it is one of the most hated Spider-Man plot lines of all time. It's uh, it's the, the great undo, yeah. Is that like the shit that Mephisto ends up doing in the comic books is all deus ex machina world fixing shit that the fans hate. And that's why I think they will not be using Mephisto. I think it'll, it's some form of Mandarin-esque misdirection. Did we just do a switcheroo? Do you think? Do you now think that it's not the devil and I think it is? Well, no, I was always not, not devil. I think it's going to be oh. some kind of red herring. They're going to... You know, at some point, Wanda's going to be like, oh, see, look, it's not that I'm evil. It was the devil. And, and then it's going to, uh, no, it was actually just you. Huh. That's what I think. I don't think, I just don't think they're going to go there because I don't think, I don't think the MCU would be enriched by the existence of the devil. And I think that he is kind of like a character that most of the comic book fans hate because he just shows up to fuck shit up in canon terms. Like, yeah, but. Don't you think that Marvel would want to have that power in the MCU so that if they wanted to, I don't know. Well, that, you know, bring, it's tempting. Bring, bring, it's bring probably back tempting a billionaire them, philanthropist. Because right? <laughs> then they could just do anything, you know. Right. It, it's like, oh, okay, well, Hulk, if you want to beat the bad guy, then you have to sign this contract saying that Iron Man and Captain America never died so they could be in the next movie. <laughs> right, right, right. You need to sign this contract for three more movies. Okay, well, interesting. I didn't pick up on that about Dottie, and I didn't think about too deeply those lines where Agnes is saying she's the devil. But okay, interesting. Uh, another theory in the mix there. Dottie is the devil. Oh, and one more thing, actually, uh, mm-hmm. while we're talking about, about Mephisto. Um, the In the last episode, I also said that her children were a bit more complicated than just being magically created uh, vision robot babies. Um they are actually uh, born from pieces of Mephisto's soul. So they're, they're literally devil spawns. Who is? Oh, I'm sorry, Wanda's children, her twins. Okay, okay. Tommy and Billy. Tommy and Billy. All right. Weird. That's weird. I hope that that's not the direction they go in. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Um, this is very now becoming like Rosemary's baby. <laughs> um all right we get the scene where they send the man in the hazmat suit in and he's the beekeeper i nailed that shit um good job although i gotta say say, to tell the truth that was something i came up with on my own and i ran over to the wandavision subreddit to be like hey guys i came up with this great theory but first i searched the subreddit and several other people had come to the same conclusion uh and so it was an original thought on my part but i was not the first one to get there um (laughs) And and also, interestingly, that guy, that red shirt who they sent in in the hazmat suit, did not get sent back, and he did not become a character on the show. He vanished. Did he? Is that confirmed? One, we 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 saw them like pull on his rope, and it had turned into a jump rope, and then you know we saw her say no to him, and 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 we have not seen him since. So she sent him to the cornfield. Man, he's gone. Yeah, 
I guess I never really thought about it because he he didn't get like pushed back through the manhole. No, because if, if he did, he would have seen them on the other yeah. side. Yeah, right. Ah. That guy might be dead. He might he might <laughs> just, or, or never existed in the first place. Right. <laughs> uh, we also get the scene uh, with Dottie where they're trying to Jimmy Woo is trying to contact them on the radio. We get like the Beach Boys. We get like who's doing this to you, Wanda, Wanda. And it's here we find out that like what the sword characters are watching, they don't see the outtakes that we saw where the system breaks down a little bit. They don't get any of it. Right. They cut to Wanda looking at the radio to Dottie having a cut on her hand and we didn't see anything in between. Right, which which opens up a whole can of worms of questions. Um <laughs> why is it being edited? Who's editing it? Um and how is, does that work? Because uh, we see Darcy watching in real time, uh, Wanda reacting, and then when there's there's a, a gap of time that's cut out, but the footage there's no cut, there's no static for five seconds. It just skips over it. So there's some kind of time manipulation, maybe. So based on the events of what's happening to the Sword team, it seems like they had been watching the show for quite a while before Monica shows up. Meaning that yeah. they probably did see a lot of, like, anodyne, leave it to Beaver Pablum while waiting to see <laughs> Monica. And, uh, um, we then... So good. I was just going to say that Darcy says that uh, Monica has a speaking part now. We get more of that scene, and this is where now it is kind of cutting back between what's happening at Sword and what's happening in the show. We get to see more of Wanda confronting Monica. And, uh, you know, just like that, she throws her out. And then we see the resolution of, like, everyone coming up on Monica. And she's saying, it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. And then the shit, like, really hits the fan. Because right. we see a little bit more of the end of episode three, where Vision seemingly has some kind of insight into what's happening. He doesn't have all the information but he's like, you know, Wanda, we don't have to stay here. We could go anywhere. And then she looks up at him, and it's it's not a new Vision. It's not somebody replaced Vision. It's Vision's reanimated corpse from the end of, of Infinity War. Right. Which is so Disturbing. fucked up. Very, like, dark to see. And they can only get away with this because it's Vision, right? Like, they couldn't do this with Tony Stark. Uh, and people would be too upset. But... Easily, I think, the darkest thing that's happened in the MCU. Probably. Probably. Um, and and it's, it's not a fresh corpse. It's a five-year-old corpse. Just want to point that out. She, she dug out a five-year-old corpse from somewhere and reanimated it. Or, like, took it with her. Oh, yeah, where did she find it? Where was it? Like, did I mean, it was <laughs> right. at Avengers headquarters or something? Yeah. Um, right. <sighs> to her, it's been a, uh, a couple days. Like, that corpse has been somewhere in, in Wakanda, maybe? Who knows? But, um, yeah, no one that I saw called this shit. I thought it was either, like, a figment of her imagination or a second vision that she had popped into existence or some dude that she had imprinted Vision's personality traits upon. I did not see zombie vision coming. Right. It, and my... It, Sorry, God. It shook... No, it just it shook me. Just to, it, it was so jarring to see a completely lifeless... He's, like, grayed out. His eyes are, are glazed over. But he's still, like, talking uh, normally. Uh, and actually, what he says to Wanda in that moment echoes what he said to her in uh, Infinity War when uh, Tony Stark is asking for her help or whatever. And, and, but we, we see Vision and Wanda together. And 
Vision says, you don't have to go, you can stay here, we can, you know, we can make this work or whatever. And it's it's almost the same line. And I think that that's, that's on purpose. And Wanda tells him that no, actually, they can't go. Right. Which is, which is might, might be an important detail. And, and my take on this is that this is the corpse of Vision being more or less brought back to life through the power of her will. And maybe if she stops concentrating or something, he'll just fall down back dead, right? Um, Could be. We've, we've seen uh, Wanda... So Wanda's powers are born from the Mind Stone. And because of that, we've, we've seen her control Vision when he was alive back in Civil War. Uh, he was kinda, she was able to activate the, the um, stone and like turn on his phasing or change, whatever. Um, so if, if the powers are the same, maybe she's just kind of like recharging his battery. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, in Infinity War, they said Vision is more than just the stone. You know, that to me implies that the stone might just be like, that's where it started, but now it's just the energy source. You know, and right. she's just she's just a battery now. And there was some discussion in Infinity War that with through like Wakandan vibranium technology, they could separate Vision from the stone and he'd be able to keep like most of his personality or something. That was right. the plan that failed. And then I had right. always assumed that part of Endgame would be like, oh, and here's repaired Vision. He's not as strong and he can't phase, but he's still alive. Right. But I, I suppose that was taken off the table because like Shuri got snapped as well. But yeah, that's interesting. They're both like Mind Stone users, wielders or whatever. And maybe that she's supplying him with Mind Stone power to keep him alive. Right. And then the, on- the only time that we see him as a corpse, or the only time, when, after we, when we see him as a corpse is right after uh, she uses her powers to do something else, like legitimately uses her powers to do something else. So maybe she's like, oh, I forgot to keep Vision alive for a minute. Right. Interesting. When she's concentrating her power somewhere else, the whatever she's doing to maintain the illusion got dropped. Uh, right. But she puts she puts it back up and she's like, no, no, we're not going anywhere. Come sit with our babies. Let's watch TV. And so this kind of answers a question that we had last week, which was like, who in the canon of the show, who is she doing this for? Is she lying to herself because she's totally embraced madness? Um, is someone else forcing this upon her? Now it seems clear to me she is doing this for Vision's benefit to keep him in the dark about what happened so that they can still carry on some semblance of the relationship they had, which is also like extremely deranged. So you're saying that she's, she's uh, manipulating the entire town so that vision never runs into somebody who says, wait, you're dead. Yeah. And so that her and vision can grasp at some pale semblance of a happy life together, which they could not do in the real world. Cause he'd be a walking, corpse but they can do in this little bubble that she controls that still does not explain why sitcom reality why, why broadcast it <laughs> right i i i think if we ever do get the answer to the sitcom thing i already explained it's gonna be like oh as a little girl i loved nick at night or whatever um right, the, right. the broadcast thing no explanation necessary as far as i'm concerned it's what a bizarre side effect of whatever she's doing like (laughs) right but a few questions here why can't they leave why westview in particular is westview some kind of paranormal hot spot is there like a magical ley line which runs through this part of new jersey and so it's easier (laughs) for her to do this is that's why the witch and the devil are here as well or something so 
can I can I give my my going theory now? Yeah. So my my theory is Wanda wakes up. She's devastated. Vision's dead. She fights Thanos. All this stuff happens. Tony Stark's dead. Who who you know she lived at Avengers Compound. So she that was that hit her yeah, hard. Her too, su- sure. her support system is gone. Obliterated. Um. So she is miserable. She's looking to to undo all of these tragedies. You know what she might do? She might go make a deal with the devil. I think mm-hmm. that what's happening is she is saying she reached out to Mephisto or or rather Agnes, knowing that uh, she needed something, knowing that Wanda needed something, seeked her out and said, hey, I can get you back your vision. I can get you back the things that you lost. You just need to come with me and, you know, we'll we'll make it happen. So then she enters this world and uh, visions back. Maybe, you know, she's teaching Wanda how to uh, how to use her powers in a way that she can reanimate vision how she can change the world around her. And maybe maybe the uh, the town is just the way that it is because it's necessary for uh, some kind of something. I don't know what it is, but that leads me into Mephisto. So in the first three episodes, we already talked about how it's heavily implied that she needs to have kids. And in the comic books, the kids are the spawn of the devil. They're, they're parts of his soul. So maybe the trade that Wanda's making is going to be her kids. Maybe she, she knows that she has to have kids, and that's why it was so fast forwarded in the episode. She has these twins, and maybe they're supposed to be a sacrifice. Or maybe they're, they're the way that the devil is going to come into the real world. Um, and or into this dimension or whatever. So obviously, I don't know if how many of your viewers are her parents, but I have a son and I would never give him up. Uh, I think that is why Wanda breaks because the devil says, all right, time to pay up. And she says, no. And that's when she kind of oh, goes nuts. It's like a Rumpelstiltskin situation. Right. Okay. Uh, interesting. I, I have a totally alternate idea of, oh, okay. of, of what's happening. Um, I think that as you just discussed, uh, you know, her lover died, her friends died, the Avengers broke up, her home was destroyed, she lost five years, she's already a pretty damaged person from having her family blown to pieces uh, during the bombing of Sokovia, right? Um, And so already we could see that she was like pretty prone to anger, she didn't have the best control over her powers. Um, and so I think like what she dug up Vision's corpse, she's like, no, I'm going to get it all back. Um, and she constructs this elaborate ruse. She's like, Vision's not going to know he's dead. We're just going to live happily ever after in this town that I'm commandeering for this purpose. And to the extent that perhaps there are Marvel villains here, which they may not be. But if they are here, I think that they are here to take advantage of the situation in some way. Sure, maybe steal a super baby, right? That's possible. Um, but I think more like, uh, oh, this girl is really vulnerable. I can, can I can help like push her off the edge to turn super evil or something like that. So, so pardon, pardon the the pun, but she has no end game. She just wants to live out her life in this bubble. Yes, and which will brings me to the the last topic I want to talk about. Where do you think this is? What do you think the resolution to this Westview situation will be? By by which I mean, from the perspective of like the Sword People, how what to them is an acceptable solution to this? To them, like I, I don't what, know what. They, how do you save I, the people in the town? Like, 
I, I don't. I honestly don't know what it is they can do from the outside, right? At all. Um, what they right, they it, don't seem to have any power over the situation. It seems like, pretty impenetrable. This this bubble, um, and every every time they try to go in there, someone is you know transformed or or disappeared or turns into a helicopter. Um, I don't know, and and I don't necessarily think that sword is going to do it i think that sword in the story is it's us uh, it's us yeah exactly in fact uh uh woo i keep calling him woo uh he uh he was writing on a whiteboard and he asked the questions he wrote down the questions that we all had you know is this happening in real time um what are the hexagons about um what's the penalty for breaking character right right exactly so i don't think that there isn't an option for sword. I think that this unravels from the inside out in either of our, our storylines. Um, I think that vision is going to become more and more aware um, because we, we see it already. We, we see that vision has agency. It's, it's been a question since the beginning. Vision is questioning the world around him. And in uh, the trailer, we see him um, touch Agnes, who looks paralyzed in the car. And she like shakes and looks at him and says, am I dead? Because you are, you know, like vision is is uncovering information, right? And I think I think that that Wanda can handle anybody breaking the reality except for Vision. Yes, and, and I when I think vision that is how the it, show ends exactly. Right when Vision does it, that's that's the climax of the show. Vision figures everything out. He puts his foot down. He says, "No, this isn't healthy. This isn't right. You kidnapped all these people. You're lying to yourself. You got to give this up and move on." These kids, right. by the way, aren't real. Right. He he says, he uh, he says uh, the the line from Wonder Woman. You don't have to say goodbye. I'm already dead. And then and, and then yeah. And then it breaks the spell or whatever. But I don't think it helps Wanda. I think she probably just goes crazier. See, see, this is why there needs to be something else happening, though. We we have too much information in episode four. When there's, yeah. I, I think there's nine episodes, so there's five episodes left. Yeah, we're not we even know, halfway through. We know too much, yeah. and and if Vision, you know, realizing what's going on breaks the reality, then the reality's broken. Vision is no longer alive, and Wanda's just like, okay. So then, wh- where's where's the resolution? You know, well, I think it, the, the resolution confronts... is like, as in Wanda's character, in the comics, maximum tragedy. No, you can't get it back. Yet, one vision's dead. These kids were never real. Uh, just heap tragedy upon tragedy upon tragedy until she completely loses it. Um, gives up her humanity, and then I don't know what, like rips a hole in reality and leaves. See, that is cool, but I think it's not satisfying. Well, so you and I were joking, we were texting the other day, it's like, what can S.W.O.R.D. do? And, and I, my solution was to just keep sending therapists and grief counselors <laughs> yeah. into the bubble and hope for the best. <laughs> like, just keep sending them in there. Hopefully one of them wakes up and starts to ply his trade on Wanda. Like, But um, the other solution, let's say, like, you know, if Vision's not going to be the impetus for resolving the situation, which I think most people would agree that he will be at this point. Right. Um, and Sword is helpless to do anything other than watch. Who else on Earth could do anything about this situation? Not Spider-Man. You're not going to punch and kick your way out of this. You know, <laughs> not Doctor Hawkeye. Strange. Yeah, only Doctor Strange. So if, if you know, the Multiverse of Madness mom, if, if 
she and this is what has this already been confirmed right she will be in doctor strange 2 does doctor strange show up um at some point to help because now we have a hostage situation right aside from whatever (laughs) wanda's doing with vision's corpse which you know more or less probably only doing harm to herself but she's kidnapped a bunch of people which you know that now we need a superhero to save them so you you think we're gonna deus ex machina uh doctor strange is gonna show up and get rid of the bubble wanda goes nuts breaks the world well to talk about your theory if the devil is walking around in new jersey that's something that Doctor Strange, you know, fifty miles away in New York City, might want to check in on. Yeah, he should. You're right, but maybe he can't. Maybe he's not aware of it. You know, he's the devil. <laughs> but five episodes left. We're not even halfway through the show in terms of time. I assume the back half uh, episodes will probably be longer. This was the longest episode so far. Um, I I assume next episode we are going back into the sitcom. Um. I think we're going to go back and forth. Okay. And can I say yeah. they do this? They do that so well. The, the yeah. aspect ratio changing back and forth as as we're in and out of realities. It's so good. And again, do you think like aesthetically, thematically, the point of the show is not is not episode four? Basically, it's episodes one through three, and we're just being MCU fanboys. By being all excited about episode four, when really it's supposed to be, you know, uh, a genre piece sitcom parody starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. And we're getting too fixated on the serialized part of it because as MCU fans, that's what we want is over serialization. Are we missing the point? <laughs> that's a hard question because uh, you're, you're right. Uh we are looking for serialization. We're looking, we're looking for the connections because, because that gives us little, you know, movie gasms. But I, I, I just, I don't see them going back to the sitcom. I think, I think they did it. Yeah. And well, I, let me I, just say from my point of view, it's not cute anymore knowing that vision is dead. Right. <laughs> right. right. So, so it, we, we might go back to the sitcom, but I don't think it's going to be the way that it was before. I, I think yeah. that, that we're going to see vision, much more clear-headed. <laughs> yeah, and the threads uh, are going to be coming apart more and more. Right, and and I don't think we we I don't think we can't go back to sword. There's there's too much there. We need to revisit it. All right. Well, I'm uh, this of 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 like anything I'm watching right now. I'm so tuned into Wandavision. There was a meme on the Wandavision subreddit that just like absolutely summed up my experience so far. You know, it's Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained, and it's like episode Wandavision episodes one through three. You had my curiosity. Wandavision episode four, but now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Like, episodes one through three, good, fun watches. Episode four, to me, it's like, oh, well, now we're fucking watching one of the better, like, MCU movies, more or less. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I like that. That's good. That That's accurate. <laughs> all right, so yeah, uh, uh, Chad and I will be back next week. Um, I, I tend to think this will be the most talked about episode for a while. I, you know, I would love for episode five to be uh um a, a mold breaker again i think this is like you know they kind of blew their load a little bit here and now we're going to have to go back uh cool down a little bit for an episode or two but yeah i hope you're right about the switching back but that's that's not my prediction but we'll see we'll see in four days 